this is Paula, your host here at Knowing Me, Knowing You with Paula. I appreciate you tuning in. And if you enjoyed today's message, I would love it if you shared it with a friend. Do any of the following questions resonate with you? What is my purpose? How do I shift from my head to listening and trusting my heart to lead me? How do I connect to the heart? All these questions will be answered and more in this insightful, wisdom-filled episode with our newest co-host and guest contributor, Susan Lieberman. She is tuning in with us all the way from the United States and is the founder of Pathways to Mind-Body Wellness. Susan is a somatic health and life mentor, and it may not be clear to you what the term somatic means, that's okay, because we will uncover a wealth of knowledge here around somatic health. We'll also be talking about self-care touch, the importance of self-care touch, and qigong, and the heart from a more spiritual inner wisdom perspective. We are in for a real treat with so much exciting information share coming your way. And I don't want to forget what is also included is a short meditation or exercise, as Susan likes to call it. All Susan's details are clickable links in the show notes. I'm not going to hold us up any longer. Let's head on in and meet our latest co-host, Susan Lieberman. Enjoy. Hello, Susan. Hello, Paula. I'm so happy to be here with you. It's lovely to see your face and to welcome you to the KMKY family. I am so excited to share you with listeners. So welcome to the family. Thank you. I'm so glad to be with the family and I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm really excited about our topics and what we're going to discuss today. But let's rewind a little bit. Let's share a little bit about you. Great. Thank you. Thanks uh, for the opportunity. So speaking about hearts, I'm a country girl at heart. Mm -hmm. Um, I grew up in a very rural town in upstate New York in the U.S. And I really grew up on a 40-acre farm. It was farmland. And I just used to go into the fields and be with the trees and be with nature and just loved doing that. So that's where I started. And then when I was 17, I moved to, from this tiny rural town to New York City to go to college. And let me tell you, that was a shock. Yeah, I can (laughs) believe that from this beautiful farm, country life to the big city of New York of all places. (laughs) Uh, It was in Midtown. Yeah busy 34th Street, uh, if anybody knows New York City. And that was a wonderful experience also. And I spent most of my college years in New York City Mm -hmm. and then um, lived various places in New York City and then moved to New Jersey because I missed my trees and my land. And so now I have the best of both worlds. So that's where I live right now. Lovely. And so you're involved in the wellness industry. Yes. What made you decide to get involved in the wellness industry? Ah, so that actually starts on my 40-acre or my parents' 40-acre farm because um, my brother and I would really wander for hours and we had fallow land and uh, with lakes and trees and there were lots of animals and we would always take care of the injured animals. 
Mm-hmm. So whether they be birds, squirrels, and we nurture them back to health. So it really started at a very, very young age. And then when I was 12 years old, my mom got sick and was diagnosed with ovarian cancer. Mm-hmm. Overnight, I went from being, you know, a happy-go-lucky 12-year-old kid about to enter the, you know, in the preteen years, about to enter the teen years to a very mature position Mm -hmm. because I became my mom's caretaker Mm -hmm. uh, until she died. And I would say I was the chief cook and bottle washer of the family. So I went from being, you know, a normal kid to having all of this responsibility and to caretaking. And so when I went to college, it was just a natural progression to continue being in that caretaker role or in that nurturing, uh, helping role. Mm -hmm. So I went to school and became a nurse. And um, I worked in many institutions in New York City, but the two where uh, probably the biggest one was a cancer care center, Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center. And I was a cancer care nurse. And I have to tell you, I've had many people die in my arms, Mm. many people, and comforting them in their last moments, in their transition period. And seeing all of this, I knew that there needed to be a better way and something else. Mm-hmm. So that started my journey to integrate modern science and Western medicine with the time-honored Eastern healing traditions, because the two of them together connect the mind, body, and spirit. Mm-hmm. And there cannot be wellness and well-being without that. Yeah. Uh, and that's a huge one. Yeah. Um, and so that started my journey and started my journey in, in it, on a different perspective into complementary or integrative practice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's how it occurred. And so now I'm a, so, what I call myself is a somatic health and life coach. And really, because of my experience, and it's many years of experience, my passion, so to speak, is not so to speak, it is Mm -hmm. to empower people to be free of what I'll call toxic stress and fatigue and anxiety, depression, and the self-limiting beliefs that we tell ourselves, Mm -hmm. and to be able to be free of that and create healthy, fulfilling lives. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about both in mind, body, and spirit, because they're all connected. Yeah. Yeah. I have to go back a little bit because you have been a caregiver and a nurturer from a very young age. So before your mom became ill with cancer and you became her caregiver, you were already a caregiver and really honing those skills. And it's a beautiful way of ensuring that you have uh, compassion in your heart, right? 
really nurturing that compassion in your heart already, ready to give out to the world? You know, when we're children, for the most part, we have that compassion. It's just what we do and what we have innately. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so it's easier for us at that time. Some of us have had traumatic pasts, Mm. some of us traumatic pasts at at a young age, but innately our true nature is that love and compassion. Mm -hmm. I was fortunate enough to be able to express that of what we already, all of us, all of us have. Yeah. Something that you help people then is if they have that disconnection, that they actually learn how to reconnect right, to that part of themselves. Yes, and I believe most of us in in the Western culture and sometimes now in the Eastern cultures too are starting either have lost that connection because the culture does not um, Mm. facilitate that Mm -hmm. or encourage that. So a lot of us are very disconnected. So when I talk about toxic stress, Sometimes I'm talking about trauma, and the trauma is not just these big things. We have an accident or we're in a war. Mm -hmm. It is that the stuff that we've been telling ourselves or that has been told to us since we're very young, it's the programming that has been programmed into us. And that's what I'm talking about with the self-limiting beliefs. So that what happens is we have this thick armoring. And when you talk about the heart, Mm -hmm. we put this thick armoring around our heart, right? And that's what we call closed-hearted or hard-hearted or Mm -hmm. not being able to feel or whatever that we're afraid to show our vulnerability because we're afraid to be hurt. And so we put this armor and it's like walking around in a spacesuit. And that's the disconnection that we have. And not to lose hope because there are things that we can do to get to what you called our true nature and to really open up our hearts and to be able to feel that beautiful gold inside our hearts and Mm -hmm. on our souls. Mm -hmm. And I think what's important here as well is for people to realize that that disconnection also disconnects us from the rest of our world around us the relationships that we have with people that are very close to us. It can be a parent-child relationship, can really become very toxic throughout your life, your, your, uh, your, your environment in which you work in, the way you relate to people, uh, personal colleagues, the way you relate to the world around you. The good news is, is that it is something that can be Healed. I don't know if healed is the right word, but nurtured and can be shifted. And um, you love to always uh, say open the heart, right? So this is beautiful. This is what I love about when I first met you, our conversation around the heart. You really shared insightful uh, information for me to have a really good think about lots of food for thought that I've never really thought about. The heart knows and the buzzword terms, it's called intergenerational, intergenerational trauma or intergenerational patterns. Mm -hmm. So if you don't like the word trauma, it's a pattern. And that pattern is repeated 
over and over and over again. It can be a good pattern or a, a, a strategy that no, no longer serves us, mm-hmm. right? So we're carrying it from generation to generation to generation. And that's a lot of the, the armoring that we have because we're afraid to be hurt, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that intergenerational trauma, once we make that whole, first we have to recognize what's going on. We have to allow it because if we don't allow it and we try to push it away, I don't know, even, you know, however we push things away, even those who are close to us, many cases, we're still pushing them away, right? And what we resist persists. So we're not able to have that beautiful flowering and opening of the heart, right? Mm -hmm. So it's recognizing and allowing it doesn't mean that we don't want things to be um, to change or shift. But first, we have to recognize and allow it. And then we can start to work with it and get to deep down to our true nature and to really start to integrate that all back in. So we're not getting rid of anything. Mm-hmm. We're just integrating it back, the kindness and the compassion. Because what we see in another Let's say it's a, a mother-daughter relationship, a father-son relationship, it's a spouse-spouse, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Sibling-sibling. What we see is a reflection of what's going on in us as well, mm. and a part that has to be reconnected. And it has to be re- reconnected with kindness, because it is the human condition. And when we're not kind, Again, what we resist persists. It doesn't mean we condone anything, but it means that we start to understand it and have compassion that that person has feelings and probably went through things that has made them that way. Yeah. Again, doesn't mean that we don't need to protect ourselves in some way. It doesn't mean that we condone um, unacceptable behavior, but that understanding starts to open it up mm-hmm. so that we can heal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's something I want to highlight there where you talk about that we need to reconnect with kindness. And that can be difficult for people if they really don't understand what it is that's going on and really listen to themselves and understand that there needs to be this shift or where there is this disconnect. Right, and they just struggle through their lives, just banging their head over and over again, right? Yeah, because again, it's it's our it's not no fault of our own. No, you know, it's 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 human to do that. It's no fault mm. of our own. And how we reconnect is again to start to listen to that, starting to listen to the innate awareness that's in the body, and without that kindness. That's, you know, all the thoughts that we talk to ourselves, sometimes we should just sit down and say, you know, I'm not good at this. So I can't do that. Oh, how stupid. I can't believe I did that. And there's a lot of shame. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of guilt. Right. And we talk to ourselves the way we would never talk to our best friends. (laughs) Never. Right. Right, our roommate and I had. So we're really very judgmental first for ourselves, then Mm -hmm. that goes out to others. And when we can start to make room for our humanity, 
then that starts to dissipate and soften. And that's when we we can start to, in a safe environment and in a safe place, start to unpack some of that armoring. And that's when we can also see the other is not such an other. In many ways, they're like us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that room for our humanity. Nurturing ourselves with love. Right? Yeah. And, yeah. And, and that's a place to start. Right? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to do an exercise a little later on yes. that uh, starts to um, give you a sense of that. Yeah. So let's go back to you and your wellness business that you have. And you're busy creating an eight-week mm -hmm. program. You're, you're in the process of, would you like to share a little more about that? Thank you for asking. I'm so excited to share it because it really deals with almost everything that we're talking mm -hmm. about today. I'm calling it uh, De-Stress with Success, Living Your Best Year Ever. And we're going to start off. And what is it that we really aspire to? Before, Because mm -hmm. before we know that, we think we know, many of us think we know what we want. Uh, we want a better job. We want to make more money. We want a better relationship, you know, um, a nicer house, a nicer car. But underneath that or above that, there's something else. What is our true aspiration for our lives, right? What are our true values? And then once we can get in touch with that, then everything else flows from that. So we're going to start off starting to get in touch with that. And then we're going to get into, we talked about those programs that we have in our head that get in the way. So we're going to go into identifying those self-limiting beliefs and how to work with those self-limiting beliefs and getting to that inner child or that true, beautiful nature that we have. That's when we can start to flower. And I call that liberating our inner child because that armor ringer, that spacesuit starts when we're a kid, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Right. And yeah, then yeah. present day things we put on top of it. And then we worry about the future rather than being here now. So it's all part of it. And then we're going to start to work with some of the emotions and the difficult and challenging emotions that keep us stuck and keep us limited and mm -hmm. keep us from those aspirations or being connected with mind, body, and spirit, being connected to others in a way. We've had strategies all along that worked for us, but many of us, those, that, those strategies that we use don't quite work as well anymore. So yeah. what are some of those strategies? We're going to take a look at resetting the nervous system um, due to toxic stress. And that's now we're working from bottom up, not top down. And what I mean by that is like we've been talking about the body knows. We've specifically been talking about the heart, but the body, the whole body knows. And when you can get in touch and not be disconnected with the body, you can get to those subconscious, the subconscious thoughts and feelings and emotions that you had that have been running those programs behind the programs that have been running your life, mm -hmm. you start to get at. So if we can calm our nervous system and we can reset our nervous system, that also helps in integration. Mm -hmm. 
we'll also be talking about self-care, practical self-care methods, and that could be movement, uh, that could be breath work, that could be food as medicine, uh, because we've been talking a lot about emotions and, and mind, but the body those emotions, when they get stuck, mm. they affect the body and cause dis-ease. So people who have had chronic conditions that, you know, modern medicine can't seem to help or have had backaches or whatever they've had, once they start to reconnect all those parts of themselves, all of a sudden they're liberated. They're mm. free, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They're free. So we're going to be going into that. We're going to be going to mindfulness and how to use mindfulness on a daily basis to be here now and Mm. get the fullest out of life. And then finally, how to integrate it all. So when are you hoping to launch this program? It'll be at some time, probably in late spring. So <laughs> Have coming I now put, soon. <laughs> I put you under the gun. <laughs> uh, probably in, in late spring. I don't see it in April. I see it more in May. Yeah. This eight-week program will be available for people to sign up once you have launched it on your website. Yes. Yes, great. Yes. So all yes. your connection details will be clickable links in the show notes for any listeners that are interested, well as your social media feeds, those links will also be available so they can follow you and stay up to date with this exciting time in your life, which is wonderful. And the program sounds absolutely magnificent. And I was going to say to people that just knowing you and, and, and the times that I've spent with you, I do believe that it will be a very supportive environment that people were being in, a very safe and supportive environment as well. Well, especially as you've been the nurturer and caregiver for so long, I can only believe it will be a very supportive and nurturing environment. And, you know, when we're talking about all of this stuff and mindfulness and, and all of that and getting in touch with your heart, it can be really difficult when you've been disconnected or numb or fearful, all of these years. It's yes. not, it, it can be just as scary as what you're doing now. Yeah. So I, I do have a certification in um, uh, trauma-informed mindfulness and therapies, and there are ways of working with that. And that's why I say it's very gentle. There are ways of working with it so you don't get that backlash or that backdraft mm. and so you can do it at your own pace. And you get practical tools to deal with that when that comes yes. up. And like I said, allowing it, but sometimes allowing it, I call it the window of tolerance. You can only tolerate that for so long before you go over the window of tolerance, before you you get overwhelmed. We don't want you to get overwhelmed. So we have tools for you to go back and regulate your nervous system and be calm and put it down and maybe come back to it later. And there's, so you'll get practical tools all along the way. You won't be left-handed. So let's move on to something that I'm dying to share with people because I noticed on your website, so you have, you have different types of programs uh, to support people. And I wanted to ask you how somatic energy medicine, Qigong and self-care touch. If we can, if you can just briefly share How can those different modalities support us in our wellness journey? 
So really somatic energy medicine encompasses all of that, right? Mm -hmm. And you can take pieces of it out. Uh, Somatic energy medicine is really based on my years of experience and knowledge in the wellness industry and the health and wellness industry as a bedside nurse and as a, um, an integrative practitioner and what I've seen work. Mm-hmm. So again, the soma, sometimes we, we can go to the doctor and they can pr- prescribe medicine, but really getting to the root cause of things. And, and I believe in medicine. I come from that world. So yeah. <laughs> I've, certainly I believe in Western medicine as well and would never tell anybody to go off their meds. The studies show about 80% of the time, what we go to the doctor for is really has an emotional component to it. Mm-hmm. And when we can get to the root cause of things, and when we can integrate that, that's when we get well-being. Okay, mm-hmm. That's when we get health and well-being, whatever that may look like. Yes. Okay? We are energetic beings. We are electromagnetic fields. Our heart is electromagnetic, right? Yeah. yeah. Now, you know, that's why we can take an EKG. We have an electromagnetic field around the earth. Mm-hmm. It's just a hologram for us and us for the earth, right? We're energy. That's what we yeah. are. Yes. We're built on energy, but we're starting with the energy of the body because yeah. once that flows and is released, all the subconscious, all the, all the, um, those, those root causes of things, when they are balanced, that's when we can get health and wellness. Okay. When I talk about Qigong Mm -hmm. or Tai Chi or whatever that may be movement, the type of movement I do is really meditation and movement. It really starts from inward out. It's balancing all the organs. It's balancing all the systems in the body. It's balancing the emotions. And each one of our our body parts has an organs has an emotion. So the emotion of the heart is love, right? And we know that heartfelt. Okay, that would be qigong, self care, touch or touch. And I have various different um, light touch acupressure modalities, such as Jin Shin Jitsu. What's the biggest organ in our body? It's our skin. It's the sense of touch. Everything comes through that. You know, even our lungs are just in-pouchings or out-pouchings, and our whole digestive system comes from our skin, skin, inside and out. So this gives us a lot of information, those receptors that go into our our body into our brain and back out again. And we can start to regulate ourselves. Even if you take your your hands and you just cross your hands and your arms and you gently stroke yourself, you can see how calming that is. Harmonize the energy of our body through touch. Mm -hmm. How soothing. There have been so many studies, even with babies that's showing that babies who have been deprived of touch, they fail to thrive. Mm. They don't get bigger. Their brains don't develop. They don't, their emotions can't be regulated normally. So we can regulate all of that through self-care touch. So all of those modalities through breath, Mm -hmm. 
calming us down. Um, we have the sympathetic nervous system, the fight and flight, and then we yeah. have parasympathetic that right. calms us down. And that breath, that out breath is one of the most effective ways of doing yeah. that. So yeah. all the modalities are designed to do that and work together. Yeah. Again, to nurture. Yeah. And some of that goes back to, I call it the toxic stress or the trauma that we've had in our lives. Mm. Again, to that armoring, that armoring that we have around us and that it doesn't feel safe. Mm. You know, that's our biggest thing is we want to feel safe. safe. Yes. Um, and so when we can start to practice that self-care touch with ourselves very gently, mm-hmm. it's a very gentle thing. And one of the things in that self-care portion of the eight-week program, we will be going over self-care touch. And yeah. some of the practices are routines that you can do on a daily basis to nurture and calm yourself and to reconnect your body and your and your brain and your mind. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask you about, so I would think the self-care touch would be part of your eight-week yeah. program as well. When we're talking about our innate wisdom or, or our inner wisdom, what do we really mean by that? That's our true, true nature. And our inner wisdom is always full of love and compassion and awareness. That is our true nature. That is what we were born with. Almost all of us, I would say all of us are born with that, that openness, that lack of judgment, that, that uh, without the inner voice, the voice of judgment, right? Yeah. It's just accepting who and what is being here now. That's our inner wisdom and our inner body, our inner wisdom knows. So, I mean, I could go into, you know, the science of it because the science of modern science has proven this, right? Yeah. And that's for another time, but I want you to know that it has been proven. Great book to read is um, The Body Keeps Score by Bessel van der Kolk. Yes. And he goes into some of the science behind all of this. And also HeartMath, the HeartMath Institute. There's tons of science behind this and polyvagal theory of how to uh, you know, bring your vagus on nerve online, which calms you down, right? And that's why we have the gut brain, the heart brain, and the brain in our head. And by the way, in the vagus nerve has more communications going up from the gut and the heart than it does from the brain down. Mm-hmm. So the two together, when it's in harmony and when it's in sync, our minds and our body are in sync, our immune system, our emotional and physical and spiritual well-being are all integrated. I know that you have a little exercise for us, and this is something I'm very passionate about is tapping into yourself and, and really getting in touch with your body, really listening to your body. Yeah. What would you like to share with us? So great. Um, hopefully uh, anybody who would like to at home or in their office or wherever they are to please do it with us. You're free to do it. The invitation is there. Uh, and if you don't feel comfortable, that's okay too. You can just listen. And we're going to be starting with our heart and to just open up our heart and to the innate wisdom, that true beautiful nature of our hearts that sometimes we've, we've covered over but it's always there. It's never not there. It's Mm -hmm. there. Let's work with the heart's innate wisdom. 
So we can get alert but relaxed position, whether sitting in a chair, cross-legged, or even standing, or even lying on a bed, and putting our hand to our heart. The invitation is to close your eyes if you'd like, and if not, just to keep them open with a soft gaze. And if you don't feel comfortable with putting your hands on your heart, just put your attention in that area. Because that's okay too. And breathing into that area in our heart. Into the heart and out. Breathe in and out. Maybe a little deeper now to get all the way into the heart inside. Maybe a little longer inhale and a longer exhale. Now we're going to tap into the heart center wisdom. We're going to ask three questions. Actually two. First question has a part A and a part B. First, we're going to, we know our names. We're going to pick a name that isn't ours. So my name is Susan, but I'm going to say, my name is Paula. And just sense what your heart feels when you say a name other than your own. Does the heart close a little bit? Is it open? When you say a name that's not yours, that's not true. Maybe it's shutting down a little bit, constriction, closeness, tension, whatever you feel. Now you're going to say your name. So for me, my name is Susan. My name is Susan. And experience what the heart is feeling or seeing or sensing. Is it more open or not? And now I want you to bring to your mind's eye a situation that's been challenging for you. On a scale of one to 10, with one being the least and 10 being the worst, perhaps pick a five because we've never done this before. Not something that's the worst, not something that's the best. Just a challenging situation. I'll give you a few moments to bring something to your mind's eye. Now ask your heart, my heart, what is it that is needed? What is it that is needed for this to change, for me to change this? And listen to the heart, no analyzing it. No thinking about it. Going into that heart space. 
the heart knows. Perhaps there's an immediate answer, perhaps there's not. But listening to the heart, because the heart knows. If you're not sure, just sit with it for a while. Sometimes the brain takes over and we get confused. There's no confusion with the heart. That's the aha. That's the insight. No confusion. The heart knows. That's your intuition. Your inner wisdom. That you can trust. 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 We can work with the body and the heart like this throughout the day. It's our inner gift, our inner gold, our inner intuition, and our inner wisdom that is always always with us. And when you're ready, at your own time, in your own space, and start to wiggle and come back into the present moment room. This is a practice. We have been so disconnected from this, really, in our culture for most of our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a practice and we need to be kind and gentle. And the more we do it, the more it opens up. Yeah. And a great way for people to connect to their inner wisdom is to sit and listen to these two practices that just shared with us. That is a yeah. beautiful place to start. To tap That's a place into your to start. Wisdom, right? Yes. Yeah. So I have two questions for you. The first one is, What is the meaning of life? What comes to mind when I say, what is the meaning of life? Well, I'm going to take it back to ask your heart. The meaning of life is to love Mm -hmm. in all its beauty and all its full catastrophe living. But that's something that I suggest that we all ask our own hearts. Mm -hmm. Mm. When I say What is the purpose of life? What comes to mind for you? You know, the purpose of life has an intention. And the intention is to connect. So when we connect, we connect to our inner wisdom. You might call it your higher, the higher power, your highest self, or your highest self, your best self, your truest self, the divine universe, God, whatever you might want to call it right? Mm -hmm. It's that connection. And when you get in alignment with that connection, you are in alignment with yourself. You're in alignment with your relationships and you're in alignment with the universe. And you realize that we are all connected. And so that's the purpose of life. It's connection. Think that, you know, tomorrow we're going to get that purpose or if only we get this and only we get that. But that purpose is here for us now. And again, it's this full living, being here right 
now, connected, aware, being in touch with that love and gratitude. Yeah. And when we talk about matters of the heart, what makes you feel most love? Uh, connecting with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you know, service, yeah. because it, when I give, I get back. I receive even more. So for me, that purpose is service. Yeah. Well, this has been beautiful. This has been a lovely conversation, and I want to thank you again, Susan, for being my guest. It's so much insight and wisdom has been shared, and information that I think there will definitely be. Uh, golden nugget takeaways and aha moments for uh, listeners. And before we go, any final words of inspiration you would like to share with people? So first of all, I'm so glad to be part of the family now. I wanted to just tell a little story that I think is the essence of all of it. Uh, And it's a true story. It took place in Thailand in 1957 in a Buddhist monastery. And the government was going to build a highway through the monastery. So the monastery had to move, but they had this huge clay Buddha that they had to move first out of the monastery. And so they had this huge crane that came and as they're picking it up, starts to crack, it's heavy and heavy and the cranes, they had to set it down because they thought it was going to break. So they set it down. And when they set it down, they saw all the cracks in the clay and underneath, through the cracks, they saw that it wasn't a clay Buddha at all. It was actually a golden Buddha. It was made of gold. No one knew because it had been covered over like we've covered over our hearts so that we didn't know we had the true gold in there. And it's through those cracks of light, all the challenges of life and all the hardships of life that the light can start to come through and we can see our true nature. It is there for all of us. So my words of inspiration to all of you is to touch the gold of your heart. It's there always, and you can do it. Beautiful. Thank you, Susan, once again, for being my guest. I really appreciate you and thank you for your time. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate it. During this episode, you would have heard us talk about two exercises. Well, the first exercise, or meditation as I like to call it, is already available as a standalone episode. This exercise is slightly different to the one shared during this episode, as it is not just about connecting to the heart. It is also about inner peace and calm. This is a superb addition to your morning routine. Perhaps you'll listen to it in the car on your way to work. If you need a little me time during the day or before bedtime, and it is even a wonderful resource to tap into when you are suffering from insomnia. I would also like to invite you and recommend that you download, and it's for free, that episode, which will be saved in your downloads and then very easily accessible when you need it. Once again, I would appreciate if you shared this episode or any past episodes with friends and family. Your reviews are always welcome. And please connect with me via my social media feeds. Links are in the show notes. And you are always welcome to email me at kmkywithpala at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate you. That's it from me, Paula, your host here at Knowing Me, Knowing You. 
Goodbye for now.